0: With that, my name is Brian Nichols. If this is your first time here or first time in a while, I want to introduce myself. Uh, also, if you're watching online, I think last week we had something like uh, 50 or 60 people that were doing church online. I want to thank you for, uh, for doing that. Um, uh, today, I'm excited because um, we're starting a brand new collection of talks called Rooted. And uh, along with today, uh, not only am, am I excited because we're, we're starting a new series, but I'm also excited because uh, today is officially the last day of summer, right? Which is kind, kind of bittersweet. For some people, you're like, man, I love summer. I want to spend some more time at the beach. Um, if you're a mom, you realize like, wait, end of summer means tomorrow I send my kids to school. Any moms excited about school tomorrow? Some some of them. Some of them are. Some of you guys are like, I still got to go to Target and do some shopping, get some stuff together. Um, man, I'm excited. Uh, my kids are both actually going to the same school this year, so that's cool. Uh, Erica last year probably racked up like 50,000 miles on her minivan because the kids were going to two different places. They're like 40 minutes apart. Uh, and it gets it gets hectic for you uh, for you moms, but I know going into this next season, going into this this fall season, I know some moms are excited, kids are excited. I know my kids uh, are excited. It really is a great time. It's a season of growth. It's a season where where uh, you know I can think back even to last year when my kids went to school and the things that they they learned uh, over that year to what they learn now, they're they're completely different, right? If you think if you springboard off of that, you know, think about where your kids and and the maturity level that they're at now and what they know, uh, and then think how how unfortunate would it be if they just stayed at that level, right? Part of the good thing about being parents is we get to see our kids continue to grow, continue to become smarter, continue to. It's it's almost like one of those things. It's enjoyable to watch the wheels turn as they as they understand and start to figure out life, right? It's like the cool part of of being a parent. And I think that when it comes to us as followers of Christ, I think, I think God, our Heavenly Father, likes to see the same thing happen in us. I think sometimes as followers of Christ it's easy to kind of get into a, a, a rut or get into a, a time where things are just kind of comfortable and maybe we come in a little, a little stagnant and we stop, we stop growing. But I'm reminded as we push our kids into this next year of school, as, as we're excited to see them grow and them learn, I think God uh, wants to see the same thing happen in us, and so uh, that's kind of where we're springboarding off of this, uh, off of this, for this new series called Rooted. Uh, man, my hope is that over the next uh, three to four, five weeks, that we would uh, grow as a church, not just. Not in just numbers, because I'm, I'm, I'm really, I don't really care a whole lot about numbers, but I do care about uh, us growing in our relationship with Jesus, us growing in our depth and knowledge of the Bible. And so for the next five, four or five weeks, we're going to jump into this and see how we can continue to grow our roots down to have this firm foundation that is our faith in Christ. I'm also excited today because uh, this is like my first week back preaching in like two weeks uh, I just freshly got off vacation. Uh, last week, Erica preached for me, did a fantastic job. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. Uh, and then the week before that, Captain Doug preached, uh, and he did a good job of, uh, telling his testimony. If you missed any of that, you can check it out online, but I'm going to pray for us. And we're going to jump into this first part of the series called rooted. You guys with me so far? Uh, let's pray. Heavenly father, uh, being the good father that you are, pray that today, that you would teach us your sons and your daughters, God, that you would use me and that you would uh, adjust my mindset and allow my focus to be on the things that are just of you. I pray that for all of us here in this room this morning, God, that you would take away any type of distraction, the things that, that we're worried about for this next week, the things that we forgot about last week, that all that would just go by the wayside and that for the next few moments, we would be able to focus ourselves and focus our minds on on the things of you and what you would have us do and what you you have for our lives here in the future. And I pray that we would continue to, to make adjustments as we are fully devoted followers of you. I thank you so much for, for what's to come. In Jesus' name we pray. Everybody said amen. Amen. Today specifically when it comes to this series called Rooted, I want to talk about uh, a tool we have, something that, that we all have access to uh, that is supposed to help us to continue to grow as followers of Christ. That tool is called the Bible. How many of you guys got one of these sitting at home? Okay, there's a lot of hands. Uh, How many of you guys, if we're being honest, how many of you guys, if you were to pull your Bible off the shelf, might have a little bit of dust on it? Two or three people. Okay, you guys are honest. The rest of us, we're gonna we're gonna pray through uh, some issues we're dealing with. But can, can I be honest with my own self? Uh, I, you know, I've got this Bible that I, I specifically use for study and prayer. But I've got a couple other Bibles that sit around my house that I that I use uh, for studying. That that they don't probably get opened as much as they should. In 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 this tool that I've been given, even even as a pastor, I might not have use all the time that God's given me to, to really dedicate myself to it and to continue to learn the way that I should have. I'm just going to be a little transparent, my own self. I think, I think when it comes to, to, to the world that we live in now, it's easy for us to get distracted, easy for us to get uh, our, our time be uh, taken up by other things. And, and the noise of life comes in so much that, that when it comes to us pursuing this relationship that we have with God, when it comes to listening to what he has to say through the Bible, I think sometimes we've, we've, we've gotten a little lackadaisical with it. We've gotten to the point where, where we have the Bible. Maybe we'll reference it here every now and then. But I don't know if we're, we're using it the way that it's intended or the, the way that it could be. And I think that if we're going to root our lives on our faith that is Jesus Christ, part of what we've got to do in that root and in that growing is we've got we to feed ourselves. We've got to water those roots so that they will grow deep, and strong. And so I want to specifically start out today with a verse in the book of Matthew. Uh, This is going to be uh, chapter 8, and it's verse... Wait, did I say that right? Chapter 7, verse 24. It says this, in uh, chapter 7 of the book of Matthew, verse 24 to 27, it says, Anyone who listens to my teaching... And follows it is wise, like a person who builds a house on solid rock. Though the rain comes in torrents and the floodwaters rise and the winds beat against the house, it won't collapse because it's built on bedrock. But anyone who hears my teaching doesn't obey it is foolish, like a person who builds a house on sand. When it rains, the floods come and the winds beat against the house and it will collapse with a mighty Crash. Now, I love the fact that when Jesus is teaching people, when he's alive and, and, and going throughout the world doing his ministry, I love that he uses stories that people could understand, people could relate to. Specifically, this story really relates to us and where we live because uh, most of us have time have spent time on the beach, right? We understand how it is to be in the sand on the beach. All of us have walked into the water, you've stood in the sand, and as the waves crash against your feet, you feel the sand rushing out from underneath of it, right? Even as I say it, you guys are remembering that feeling. And the idea of building something on that, it, we, we understand as Floridians, like that's, there's no way that that is going to last. But here Jesus is saying, when it comes to my teachings, part of what you need to do to have a firm foundation, to have a deep-rooted system, a deep, deep-rooted faith, is that we're supposed to Listen and follow his teachings. But if we're not into the word, if we're not looking at what Jesus says, we don't have a chance to listen or follow. Many of us today, and myself included, uh, 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 get caught up in the habit of listening to preachers, listening to other people, and what they have to say, listening to podcasts. I love podcasts. I don't think podcasts are bad. But I think what's more important is when we take the opportunity to look into this, and really see what Jesus said and allow the Holy Spirit to, to work through what we read and adjust our hearts and our minds for his own self. Because I think what, what you're dealing with right now and what's going on in your life is different than what I'm dealing with. So I might get up here and I might preach about something of, of what, what I feel like Jesus is telling me in this verse, but you might read it something completely different. The Holy Spirit might speak to you specifically With what you're dealing with. So I think it's important as followers of Christ that we should we should open up this tool that God's given us this 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 record of what Jesus has said and taught this this account for context of what happened even before his time I think that we should use this to continue to to grow our roots in our faith. I've got a good buddy. Um, his name's Chris, and Chris is um, a landscaper. Chris has been landscaping for like thirty something years. He's been he he's been doing landscaping more than I've been alive. And he's he was my friend before he was my landscaper, but he also is happens to he happens to help me out with landscaping at the at the place that Eric and I manage. And uh, this summer has been a completely. It's been the weirdest summer when it comes to our weather, because I feel like in Florida, like you, you have to sing at three or four o'clock in the afternoon every day. I don't care what day it is. Typical Florida, three or four o'clock in the afternoon, you're going to get a shower for about an hour. Right. But in the past couple weeks, like that has not happened. And who knows what the culprit is? You know, we can we should probably just blame it on COVID. Everyone else blames everything on COVID anyways. But there hasn't been any rain and so as I'm sitting there and I'm looking at the yard I'm like man it's looking it's looking real brown things are things are looking kind of dead they're looking kind of dried up so I call Chris and he's like he's like man it hasn't rained I don't know what to tell you I said but yeah Chris we got this this sprinkler system that is supposed to come on every night at three o'clock and it's supposed to it's supposed to feed and water the grass and the grass should still continue to grow but when you bend down and you look at it man the the roots of it are dry and the, the color is brown and everything's everything's real brittle chris is a uh, he's a surfer and i don't know if you guys know this about how many surfers we got in the room okay a couple surfers i love all you surfers but when it comes to like managing time you surfers are not the best when it, you, you like don't write anything down you're like your calendar what's a calendar we're not you know we'll look at the tide app but we're not looking at our calendar and so trying to get Chris, I'm like, Chris, come on. It, it took him like two weeks for him to finally, I nailed him down. We got out there and he, he started working on it. He said, man, here's your, here's your problem. He's like, he dug open a hole and there's this huge break in the line in which water wasn't getting to anything else. The rest of the yard wasn't getting any water because of this one break, because of this one spot that wasn't allowing the grass to be fed, the grass to be watered. Now it was crazy. He fixed it in like two or three days. Later, everything's starting to grow back. Everything's starting to get, starting to get green. Starting to look beautiful again. But I felt like as as Chris was helping me out with this, as we were talking about it, I couldn't help but think that the Holy Spirit was trying to communicate to me that, that Brian sometimes, in in your life, sometimes in in the life, in our lives. We don't understand that there's been a break along the way. There's something that's not allowed us to be to be fed spiritually like we should. We didn't we might not even know what the break is, but somewhere along the way the things that, that were happening aren't happening anymore, and because of it, we're starting to feel a little dry. We're starting to feel like like, like things are things are dying a little bit inside. And, and I think specifically it's gotta do because some of us have an issue where we won't feed ourselves. I think when it comes to being a Father of Christ, part of what we're called to do is, is to continually feed ourselves spiritually. Not love that we come to church and we get to hang out at Coastline. But I think if, if, if we come in here and, and we're listening to the word one day out of the week, I, I don't think that's enough. And it's not based off of rules or anything because I, 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 think, I think this. When it comes to the Bible, I don't think... God wants you to read the Bible for his sake. He already knows the Bible. He knows what's in it. He doesn't need you to read it as like to check mark or anything like that. I think he wants you to read it because he knows if you'll read it, it will help you out. It it will help adjust you and what you're dealing with and the way that you're going through things. The frustration that you're having or the questions that you're having, I think as as we read the words of Jesus, as we read even the Old Testament and understand the context of what he's talking about, I think it's, it's an opportunity to come in and have us continue to grow our roots in our faith. But, but if we don't open it up, if we don't turn the valve on, if we don't check the line to make sure there's no break in between it, we slowly just start to become dry and brittle and broken. I don't, I don't think that's what, I don't think that's what God wants for us. Um, One of the greatest things that's happened in the past few years is there's a church um, somewhere up in the, like, northwest uh, that uh, they actually paid a development team um, and created the Bible app. I think if you look on an app store, it says Holy Bible or something. I think we actually might have a graphic. Um, Jeffrey, can you put it up there? All right. So that's if they went to this, TJ, they they could download this, right? Um, so I've got this on my phone, the Bible app. Um, I was reading this past week. They said something. There's been like 300 million or 800 million, something like that, uh, downloads. But if you look under your app store, it literally just says Holy Bible. Looks like a little Bible on the side. It's like brown. says Holy Bible with a little bookmark in it. But this is a, has been a fantastic tool in my life. I know for some of us, it's, it's one of these things that, you know, it's, it's kind of tough carrying this around all the time. It's probably something that doesn't get carried around a whole lot. But for all of us, probably 100% of us in this room have this in our pocket. So the fact that we have access to this incredible resource is, I think, a miracle of its own. And so I want to challenge you, if you haven't downloaded it yet, go ahead and download it. But if you're having, if you're having trouble committing the time to opening up this valve, to being fed spiritually, specifically through this... I want to challenge you with a couple, I think, easy tips that would be. One is download it definitely on your app. Secondly is if you have a physical Bible, man, pull it out of the drawer, pull it out of where you have it. Set it open somewhere that you visit quite a bit. Maybe it's your kitchen table. Maybe it's, maybe it's the bathroom. Nowhere, nowhere in the Bible does it say anything. You can't read the Bible in the bathroom, okay? But open it up to a place in, that you might visit often. So then when you, look, when you pass by it, when you look at it, you think, you know what, maybe that's, maybe that's my opportunity. Maybe I need to stop right now. The other part is, man, if you have it downloaded on your phone, maybe it's something that when you sit down to, at the end of the night or maybe the beginning of the morning, The morning. I don't know how many people, if we took an honest poll, how many people, like you, you wake up in the morning, what's the first thing you go for besides the bathroom? Probably checking your phone, Right? Scroll through Instagram for like, you know, 15, 30 minutes, an hour. I see wives elbowing their husbands. Maybe maybe we use that time to read. Some of us, maybe it's like, dude, reading is not my thing. Let me tell you about this fantastic resource. These guys have put literally a play button down at the bottom that if you hit it, this guy starts talking to you. He will read the Bible to you. And if he talks too slow, you can speed it up. It's crazy. Technology. I want to challenge you to take take some practical steps. In the Bible app, they've had so many resources of of different types of Bibles. I I specifically read the New Living Translation. That's what I preach out of. But many times I'll be thinking, I don't know what to read today. I don't know know where to start. They've got all these plans that people have written where you can go through and you can read a devotion, and read four or five verses of the Bible, and it'll only take 10, 15 minutes. But I promise you, if you do that, it'll start to speak to you. First thing is I think you should take time. Take time to spiritually be fed every day. Second thing is I don't think this is something that you've got to do alone. I think it can be done alone, but I think it's something you can also do with people, hence the reason why we have so many circle groups here at Coastlines, because I believe when it comes to us growing... It shouldn't just happen in this row that we sit in. It'll happen better if we get into a circle and we help each other grow. Eric and I were talking about this this past week, and she said she remembered a, a quote from a podcast she had listened to. She said that she says, We do not just read the Bible, we interact with it. It is living and active, so are we. When we sit down with the Word of God, it is life with life the Bible is like a great feast great food is best experienced with great people as we were studying uh, this past week I, I remember seeing this thing talking about how when it comes to Jewish culture especially back in the day uh, in Jesus' time when, when, when the rabbis would come in to teach that they would come in and they would actually put like honey down on the table to, to, to show these kids like how much of a value this was to like ingest the things that you were learning, to actually take in, to eat it, and as, as you would eat it, to eat it together. I think it's important for us to, to do life in community for us to continue to help each other grow our roots down. book of Timothy, chapter 2, or sorry, chapter 3, verse 16 to 17 says this. It says, all scripture is inspired by God and is useful to teach us what is true and to make us realize what is wrong in our lives. It corrects us when we're wrong and teaches us to do what is right. God uses it to prepare and equip his people to do every good work. I think we live in a world right now where our culture says if someone were to come in and correct you it's hard not to take offense to that but but i know that i know that when it comes to the people that love me when it comes to people like like my wife when it comes to people like like my parents or my sister my family when it comes to to the elders that we have here at coastline if they come up to me and say hey brian I want to I maybe have you think through something or, or question something. Maybe I see this. Maybe there's a correction that needs to be made in your life. The people that love me, it's, it's easy to hear that correction. It's easy to, to think about making that change. I think sometimes in our in our own life, we, we lack the people in our lives that will come in and help us out when we're doing something maybe that's, that's off of where we should be. But I think when we open up the Bible and we... When we read the words of Jesus, it gives us opportunity for the Holy Spirit that loves us so very much and wants the best for us to come in and make adjustments. I feel like it's one of those things that as we read it, it's easier to feel and easier to hear and easier to make and turn into action. But it all starts with you turning the water on. All starts with you choosing to feed yourself Spiritually. James, the brother of Jesus, said this. It's James chapter 1, verse 22. He says, but don't just listen to God's word. You must do what it says. Otherwise, you're only fooling yourselves. For if you listen to the word and don't obey it, it's like glancing at your face in a mirror. You see yourself, you walk away, you forget what you look like. But if you look carefully into the perfect law, that sets you free. If you do what it says and don't forget what you've heard, then God will bless you for doing it. I had the great pleasure this, uh, this past week to do uh, lunch with a friend that I hadn't seen in a few weeks. And I was just calling him to catch up with him and check in and see what's going on. And I said, man, let's go to lunch. Let's hang out. And we went to this uh, super spiritual place called Dustin's. Just hung out for a little bit. As we sat down there and shared a meal together, and we talked about what was going on in life, and he explained me what was what was happening in his life specifically, and how he had connected with a guy that was trying to help him with uh, with trying to maybe do better physically. Gave him some workouts. This connection and relationship, he said, man, there's you know, he gave me some ideas, and I thought about it after we left and. The, the part that he said had done so good for him was not so much hearing, hearing the knowledge or understanding the plan of what he should do. It wasn't the thing of like getting together and, and like, this is how it should be. What if I did this? The thing that had affected him so much was that he's like, you know what? I'm going to get up in the morning and I'm going to do it. I'm going to get up tomorrow, and I'm going to do it. I asked him, I was like, how, well, how long have you been doing that? He said three weeks. So every day, waking up, I'm going to go do the plan. I'm working the plan. He said, man, I feel better than I ever have. I feel like I'm, I'm actually doing something. And I can't help but think that spiritually, we need more of that in our life. It's not about coming in and punching a, a clock. I think so many people think, like, when it comes to being a follower of Christ, man, i gotta, I got to punch my clock to go to church. i got to punch my clock to go and, and spend some time in prayer. i got to punch my clock that I read my Bible today. It, it's not about that. Yeah, I think Jesus wants you to spend time with him, but I think more than that, he knows that if you'll spend time with him, if you'll spend time listening to his teachings, if you'll spend time putting his teachings into action, your life will become better you will become better at life. The people around you will understand and see that, hey, there's something happening here. As I was talking to my friend and I could see even in his face and, and how his mannerisms and how he talked about life that this had been a great positive change in his own life. I think there's people in the world that they need to they need to see more of that. In the past few weeks, um, I've done and been a part of like, like three funerals. I, I've heard of maybe half a dozen people that I've been connected to or people I know that friend of a friend that have passed away for reasons that are, that are not old age, that were not seen. I say that to say this. I, I want you to remember that the world you live in, the life that you live is, the Bible says it's very short. It's but a butt of vapor. The life that we have is, is very fragile. And so the opportunity that you have to, to make a decision to change something or to adjust something is, is not something that, that you want to put off. It's not something that you want to say, well, I'll, I'll wait, you know, another, you know, I'll wait till the kids go back to school or, or I'll wait till things settle down or I want, I'll wait till I, I can get to that certain point where I can have some peace in my life. I think the only thing, the only opportunity you have to make change is in this moment that we live in right now. This, this is the only part that you're guaranteed. And so I want to challenge you when it comes to your faith when it comes to your relationship with Jesus, to to take the next step today, specifically when it comes to this this fantastic tool that he's given us, to use it to allow your roots to grow down, to be deep, to set the foundation of your life. There would be opportunity for every day for your life to be, be changed and altered for the better, that you would read it and see in a loving way the things that that you're doing that are good, maybe the things that you're doing that you need to adjust, all for the sake that that you become better at the life that he's given you, and that the people around us would see, hey, there's something different going on here. So much like I wanna see my yard grow and be green and luscious, as, as much as I want to see my kids go to school this year and become smarter and come home with math homework that I can't understand as, as we see them all grow I think that's what God wants to see in you and so I just want to challenge you as, as your pastor but also as, as your friend and, and your peer I, I think that this is the, this is a step that you should look into pursuing not, not for anybody's sake, but just for your own. Grow your roots down. Grow them deep. With every head bowed, every eye closed, no one looking around, today you might be dealing with something that you've been struggling with for a long time. And maybe, maybe you're saying today, in this moment, as you have the opportunity to make a decision today, maybe you want to release it to him and say, Jesus, why don't you have your way in this? I want to give you opportunity to do so, but also for for some of you that maybe haven't made a decision to follow Jesus, I I want to tell you, as what started out as just a little redneck, construction worker guy that I was pursuing Jesus and having a relationship with with him was the best decision I ever made, and it made me better. If you've not made the decision, you're here today he said, Brian, in this moment that I've been guaranteed, I, I want to make a change. I want to make an adjustment. I want to be a follower of Christ. If that's you, I just, no one's looking around. It's just between you and Jesus. But if that's you, if you want to today start to have a relationship with him, I want you to put a hand up and then put it right back down. That's not for anybody else to see. That's just, that's an action that you're taking and you're showing him. You're saying, hey, I want to do this. I want to take a step. If you're here today and you've got something that you've been holding on to that you want to release to Him, that you want to say, Jesus, I want you to have your way in this. I want to challenge you to put a hand up and put it right back down. If you raise your hand, well actually all, all across this room, if at any point in this, I want you to repeat this prayer after me. If you raise your hand for any one of these, I want you to connect your heart to this with all that you have. Heavenly Father, You know what I'm dealing with. You know what I'm struggling with. I pray that you would come in today, that you would have your way, that you would adjust me, that you would focus me, that you would show me what the next steps are. I give it all to you. My faith is in you. Help me to be rooted in you. I thank you so much for what's to come. In Jesus' name we pray. Everybody say amen. As always, Coastline, know that you are loved and that the best is yet to come.